Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, as always, just a reminder, please subscribe to the show in whatever podcast app you're using. Um, If it's not, if the show is not in your preferred podcast app, let me know. I'll try to get it in there. Um, And please, if you're using Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast app that allows you to leave a rating and a review, I would appreciate if you guys could do that. All right, today um, we're going to be discussing the market statistics that were released by the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors for the month of September. I typically do this a little bit earlier in the month, um, but for a variety of reasons, we didn't do that this month. And so we're going to be getting to it uh, now because I think that there's some substantial things that we need to discuss uh, with regard to those statistics. Uh, Before I get into that, I do want to apologize if the sound quality is not as good as normal. Um, My microphone appears to have completely bitten the dust, or uh, I don't even know, is that a word? Is that the right way of saying that? It bit the dust. I'll just say it that way. Um, I have spent the past two hours trying to troubleshoot it, and I believe, uh, I thought at first it was the issue with my computer. I did updates, I did all sorts of things, and uh, none of those things worked, and so I pulled out my backup microphone, which yes, I do in fact have a backup microphone, but I have never used this before, Um, so I apologize if the sound quality uh, isn't as good. I'd appreciate if you guys could could tell me if you uh, noticed the difference, if you were okay with it. If you're okay with it, I might actually uh, just stick with this uh, going forward. Anyway, um, I just wanted to go ahead and get out in front of that in case you guys noticed the difference. All right, so we're going to be going over to the Greater Greenville Associations uh, of Realtors, their monthly statistics for uh, for the month of September. Just a reminder, as always, these stats tend to be updated a bit, and there's a couple of them on here that we can't really reliably look at for the month of September because for some reason, particularly the pending sales numbers, um, just tend to be off for that month, and then they update them uh, you know, later down the road. Um, but generally speaking, these numbers are fairly reliable, and they give us an idea of what the market is doing. Um, so I'm just going to go down the list of the various stats that we have on here. First things first, the first stat on here is new listings, the count of the properties that have been newly listed on the market in a given month. Um, and this number was was kind of surprising to me. It was up year on year 9.2% for the month of September. Um, I was expecting new listings to start to taper off, uh, but instead for the month of September, they went up. When you combine increasing, and, and they didn't go up uh, month on month, I should say that, but the fact that they were up year on year is very interesting. 1,905 new listings for for the month of uh, September, which is up from 1,744 the year prior. Um, I'm, To be honest, I'm not sure what the deal is with that, why there are uh, an increase in new listings happening, other than perhaps people are just realizing, okay, the market is shifting. I need to quickly list my house before we we run into a situation where um, we're in recession or something like that. Perhaps there are there is a little bit of panic selling going on, um, but uh, but yeah. So up year on year nine point two percent pending sales. This is again the number that we can't look at the month of September for because it's not going to be reliable. 
Um, but we'll look at the month of August because last month we couldn't look at the month of August. Pending sales were down 19.2% year on year. Big, big number. That's the, uh, I mean, the largest decrease in a very, very long time. Now, we can't explain that away as a seasonality type of thing because oftentimes in August, pending sales are uh, pretty good. But they went way, way down year on year, and they went down month on month as well, which isn't super surprising because July uh, t- can often in our market be uh, one of the hottest months of the year. Um, but year on year going down 19.2%, um, this is what we've been waiting on. And so now we have, let's see here, now we have 10 straight months of declines in pending sales. Um and that's going to, I'm, I'm going to explain, if I remember, I'm going to explain when we get to month supply of inventory, which is pegged to this pending sales number, um, how this is all going to uh, ultimately impact our month supply. I'll, I'll explain that here in a moment. Closed sales. Um, so if you remember, we had an uptick in closed sales for the month of August, which was kind of surprising, 1.2% year-on-year increase. Uh, it finally came back down to earth in the month of September, September, um, you know, with pending sales being down 19.2%, we had to see that reflected in the closed sales for the month of September. And indeed, closed sales were down 11.2% uh, year on year for the month of September. So uh, here we go with two of the past three months, because July was also down 10.6% year on year. Two of the past three months, we have seen double digit declines year on year. Um, and let's see here, uh, four of the past six months, we have seen declines year on year in closed sales. So this is what we're expecting to see. We are expecting to see the market cool down. It has to happen, right? We have, I, I just saw a, um, a graph, let me pull it up here on my computer, um, a graph that showed the 30-year mortgage rate. This is crazy. January of 2022, 3.4% average, according to Freddie Mac. February 2022, 3.8% average. March, 4.2%. April, 5.0%. May, 5.2%. June, 5.5%. July, 5.4%. August, 5.2%. We had a little August dip uh, that was that was nice for, for people buying uh, around that time. Then September, 6%. October, 7.2%. So we have now jumped from 3.4% in January as your average 30-year mortgage rate. We've jumped all the way in a 10-month span to 7.2%. When that happens, that impacts the market. It impacts the market. Closed sales are going to go down. Pending sales are going to go down. We are going to see this. Um, we discussed a few weeks ago that there's a seasonality aspect to that, but also there is going to be more than just a seasonality, more than just a seasonal decline in these things. This, there are too many things at play here um, to for us not to see it impact the market. So closed sales, and, and, and also, of course, closed sales have been historically very, very high the past uh, couple of years. So to have it come back down to earth, that's that's what we expect to see. I expect that we will continue to see uh, these closed sale numbers um, dramatically lower year on year um, because uh, 2021 will probably remain a record year in many of these statistics uh, for probably several years is what I'm guessing. Um, 
days on market until sale. Um, this is a number that historically has been between, I mean, pre-pandemic, it kind of fluctuated between 40 and 80, uh, with 40 being a really low days on market until sale. And this is a metric of average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. So historically, 40 would have been really low for this, but the past year, it's been in the 20s. Um, and we are still in the 20s. Uh, September was at 27, but that is a 12.5%, excuse me, as I adjust my mic, um, a 12.5% increase over September 2021, which was 24 days. So homes are starting to take a little bit longer to sell, but they still are selling historically very quickly. Um, but this number um, is is going up. So uh, 27 days will, as I've predicted in previous podcasts, I expect that we'll be in the 30s uh, sooner than later. Um, and perhaps we'll be back up into the 40s sooner than later. We'll, we'll have to monitor that. Um, you know, just to stay on that for one second, buyers attitudes towards homes has to change, right? There, there has been a norm for two years now. People have gotten used to this two-year norm of house comes on the market. It's exactly what I want. I got to get it under contract right away. I've got to offer above list price, all this stuff. And buyers' mindsets have, have to start to shift. And, and we are starting to see that start to shift. But there's still a lot of people out there that when, when that home, the home that they believe that they've been looking for comes on the market, they are immediately jumping on it. And um, as e eventually, you know, probably uh, in the next six months or so, buyers and their behaviors, they'll start to get used to this new normal that there's a lot more inventory on the market, that they don't have to immediately go under contract, that they don't have to immediately put an offer, you know, the first few days that a home is on the market. And so once those uh, mindsets shift, then we're going to start to see this number return back to uh, to something that's more normal, something in in the the eventually the 30s and then the 40s and and probably at some point next year above the 40s, maybe the 50s and 60s. Um, so that's something that we'll we'll continue to monitor here closely. That'll be a, a big indicator of whether buyers are adjusting their behavior uh, to the market. Um, the median sales price, obviously, this is a this is a big one, right? This kind of tells us um, what is happening uh, loosely from the standpoint of appreciation or depreciation. And we topped out in July at $317,390. We talked about that there that uh, a few weeks ago in, in the podcast that seasonally we would expect the number to drop off that $317,000 high, perhaps as low as $285,000, and that would still be within the seasonal norm. Um, so we're monitoring this to see, you know, how far is it going to go down? And for the month of September, um, it actually bounced back a little bit. It, it, it had gone down in August to 310,000 month of September, the median, uh, came back up to 315,000. So the median basically is technically not the average, but we can, for all practical purposes, think of it as the average, um, the median sales price in the greater Greenville area, right at. 315,000. And that is a 17.5% increase year on year. So we still are not seeing a major 
uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. We're not seeing the market shift from the standpoint of prices. We're not seeing uh, the, a, a slowdown yet in appreciation, which is really surprising, right? All of you know, all of these other metrics would indicate this, but again, I think buyers' behavior, um, their behaviors still haven't completely changed. People are still able to, sellers are still able to uh, demand a lot for their homes. It's still very much a seller's market. And uh, we're seeing that from the standpoint of the prices, that uh, th- that prices are still staying strong. They're still growing year on year and staying strong month on month. So we'll have to monitor this. I, I My hunch is that it will go below 300,000, or maybe I shouldn't say below 300,000. I think that there's a good chance it goes below 300,000 before the end of the year. I think it'll at least, I, I would put it at probably 80% that it will go below 305,000. Um, and then uh, we'll just have to see if it, if it actually goes below 300,000. That That's going to be something that's very interesting. But uh, but very interesting that, that price growth is still happening, that year-on-year number. That's the most important thing. Uh, that's more important than month-on-month, even though it was up month-on-month from August to September. So we'll definitely keep tracking that. The average, not as important of a number uh, because that's uh, weighed heavily by prices on the top end of the market, but the average went up uh, 11.4% year-on-year, 362000 Now, where we finally start to see some of the most dramatic effects of the shifting market is when we get to this next statistic, which is the percent of list price received. And this is the percentage found when dividing a property sales price by its most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. Um, I'm not gonna, I've explained that in the past, I'm not gonna explain all that, but basically you need to, to think about this as what can a seller basically expect to, to receive when they list their house? If they list their house for $100,000, uh, they sh- and and if this number were a hundred percent, they would expect to get a hundred thousand dollars for listing their if their house was listed for a hundred thousand. They would get a hundred percent of what they listed it for. Um, historically, pre-pandemic, this number hovered in the ninety-eight percent range. So that was what historically we saw. But what we have seen the past uh, year has been this number off the charts oftentimes over 100%. For most of this year, it's been over 100%. And then we finally saw it dip back below 100% for the month of August. It went down to 99.6%. Um, I'm, I don't remember if that was the number that we had uh, when we went did these statistics last, uh, last month. Remember, some of these numbers get updated. But as of this month's market statistics for August of this year, it was 99.6%. So it finally went below 100 which is normal. Again, it was around 98%, which is good. It's good for sellers to be able to get 98% of what they list a house for. Uh, but that was what the norm was before the pandemic. And for the month of September, we had a huge decrease. From Remember, it's been over 100% for almost the this entire year and for basically all of last year. And it went down the month of September to 98.8%. So if you list a house for a hundred thousand, you could expect to get uh, nine hundred eighty-eight thousand for that house. So that is that's a huge decrease because September of twenty twenty-one it was a hundred point four percent. People were getting 
on average above what they listed their house for. Now people are getting on average something that resembles what was what's much closer to pre-pandemic, 98.8%. So that's something, uh, again, we're, we're seeing the market shift, but this is really out of all of the numbers that I'm looking at, this is the one that tells me, okay, things are starting to normalize. And I'm seeing this personally. I'm seeing a lot more scenarios where buyers are able to come in uh, below list price and get a home under contract. Now, is that the norm? No, I think that this number is heavily weighted by the homes that are just overpriced. And, you know, in the past, a home might be overpriced and it would sit for a while. And then eventually, with the appreciation being crazy, um, you know, when you get 20% year on year appreciation, you're getting 2 to 3% in some cases, in some months, month on month appreciation. If you overprice your home, um, and it just needs to appreciate by, uh, the market just needs to appreciate by 4% to get to what you're, what you you listed your home for, then eventually you could theoretically get what your home is listed for, right? So if you list a home for a hundred thousand dollars, but it's only worth 95,000, you only need it to appreciate a little bit, the market to appreciate a little bit for that home to be worth a hundred thousand is what I'm saying. Um, well now, uh, that's, dynamic is no longer happening because there's so much more inventory than there was before. So now these homes that are being that are listing overpriced, they are having to reduce the price and oftentimes also take less than what uh, they have the house listed for. Um, whereas in the past, these these months uh, in 2021 and earlier this year, when it was above 100%, that was also uh, a, a crazy number because there are so few price reductions and price reductions aren't accounted for in this number. So now we're seeing a lot more price reductions and we're seeing sellers are not getting 100%, anywhere near 100% now. 98.8% is a lot different than 100%. Um, but this is healthy. This is, this is more what we expect the market to be. Now, if we start to see that number go below 98%, then we're going to start seeing something that resembles uh, really well beyond the norm, at least what has been the norm since uh, roughly 2017. So we'll continue to track that and see what happens. Housing affordability index, still very low. Um, this is the index that measures housing affordability for the region. For example, an index of 120 means the median household income is 120% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates, a higher number means greater affordability. Um, prevailing interest rates are high. Uh, home prices are still going up at a clip of uh, 17 point something percent. I, I already forgot. 17.5%. Uh, interest rates are at 7%. And people's wages are not increasing to account for all of that. Um, and so this housing affordability index is quite low. It's at 75, which is uh, tied for the lowest it's ever been. It's been hovering. It's been bouncing back and forth between 75 and 76, uh, basically the past five months. Um, so the median household income is only able to qualify for 75% of the median house. Um, so uh, that's unfortunate. We would, we would like to see housing affordability uh, be a lot better, but uh, right now it's, it's not what we'd prefer it to be. Now, inventory. 
inventory of homes for sale, um, the number of properties for sale and active status at the end of the given month. Um, again, this is a number that jumps off the page. 3,978 homes for sale in the month of September um, at the end of the month. That is an 83.6% increase, the largest increase uh, that I can see. I, I think it's the largest increase on this entire chart going all the way back to 2008. 83.6% year-on-year increase. It was 2,167 uh, in September of 2021, and now it's it's jumped. It almost doubled to 3,978. And, and compare that to what it was in uh, earlier in the winter, in March, it was 1,406. So, I mean, we're not that far away from tripling the amount of inventory we had in March. Um, so, this is now very, very close to what it was pre-pandemic. Uh, pre-pandemic, it was hovering uh, around the 4,000 range. Um, and right now, I mean, we're basically there, 3,978. So, once we have a sustained period uh, of this being in this range or perhaps higher um, i suspect uh this number will probably end up going going up perhaps i mean based on the fact that it's already at 3978 based on the fact that new listings are happening at a faster clip than we would or, or a higher clip than we would expect it to um, we may see this inventory number go into the 5000s perhaps the 6000s um, which would take us back to you know, basically 2014, 2015 uh, levels of inventory. Um, and if that happens, then obviously we'll have a, a big shift that happens uh, in, in the market. So we'll have to keep keep uh, track of that. Month supply of inventory. Um, this is the number that is pegged to inventory of homes for sale at the end of the given month divided by the average monthly pending sales from the last 12 months. So remember, pending sales for the for the most recent month are never accurate in the GGAR market stats. So we can't look at the month of September. What we can look at is August, which was up 64.3% year-on-year uh, because month supply was only at 1.4 uh, for the month of August in 2021, and it jumped up to 2.3 the month of August 2022. And we've seen a steady increase in this since April, every month since April. Had it, this number has gone up. So in March, it bottomed out at one month of inventory. April 1.1, May 1.3, June 1.8, July 2.1, August 2.3. Um, I would expect the month of September will probably be 2.5. We're seeing a point, basically a, a 0.2 to 0.3 uh, increase in month supply of inventory pretty much every month. Um, and just based on some other things that I've seen, I expect that the month of September will be roughly 2.5. Um, to put that in historical context, uh, we were pre-pandemic hovering around the three to, to four month inventory range. So um, I anticipate, you know, if we continue this 0.2 to 0.3 per month increase, then I expect that uh, either by the end of the year or, or early next year, we'll uh, will be in the threes. And uh, and at that point, then uh, again, we will see something that resembles something uh, pre-pandemic. Um, now, and 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 actually, the, I, I almost did forget. I told you guys I, I might forget. I almost did. Um, there is a, an interesting thing with, with this number that I want to point out that 
will so you might would be surprised that it's only going up you know 0.2 or 0.3 despite all of these other changes that are happening um although obviously the year on year uh increase is 64.3 percent but the month-on-month increase isn't that big when are the big month-on-month increases coming oh they're coming they're coming because the pending sales number let me let me pull this up here the pending sales um are so the that month supply of inventory sorry let me go back and and reread this again it's divided by the average monthly pending sales from the last 12 months okay why that's a very very important detail because we are still within the 12 month range where we saw big big pending sale numbers at the end of last year well once we get past october and november of last year every month since uh starting with december has had a year-on-year decrease in pending sales and obviously we're seeing a big decrease in pending sales now and so what i anticipate happening is once we get past uh past november of this year this number is going to take a big big jump up um so actually I, I kind of misspoke a little bit uh, before. I do anticipate it'll go up 0.2 to 0.3 for the month of September. Probably, again, same thing for the month of October. Probably, again, same thing for the month of November. That'll take us probably to about three months inventory. But then, um, based on the pending sale numbers being low from December of 2021 and probably through December of 2022, we might see this month supply of inventory number jump way up. It might overnight, you know, basically from November to December, go from three to perhaps four, four and a half, or five. Um, and again, that will that will really take us to way, way pre-pandemic levels of inventory. And I've said in the past, a lot of that inventory is new construction. Now, I read something recently that new construction tends to bounce back uh, more quickly than resales. So I'm not exactly sure, you know, we're seeing some things that we've never seen before in the market. This is such a strange um, environment for the housing market. So nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen, but uh, but we'll be keeping track of this every month. That's why I make sure that I always do an episode every month where we look at this, um, and I know that I have a lot of listeners that are into this. If you're not into it, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to keep doing this because uh, a lot of people are interested in it. Um, there's some other interesting things. Um, when we look at closed sales based on a rolling 12-month total, um, condos are up 2% from year-on-year uh, year in terms of closed sales, and single-family homes are down 0.7%. So, um, that's not super surprising because a lot more condos are being built, but you know, people don't have to buy them just because they're being built, but people are buying them. Uh, the, it, it's obviously a much lower number of people buying condos than single family homes, but the number is increasing year on year, whereas the purchases of single family homes are going down. Um, and a lot of that is just pricing. Condos are cheaper and single-family homes are more expensive. Um, Two-bedroom homes are up, uh, two-bedroom or fewer uh, 
purchases are up 9.5%. Again, people feeling that squeeze. This is what that housing affordability index being at 75. This is what happens. People are having to buy two bedroom condos when, uh, you know, three years ago, they could buy a three bedroom house. Um, and so unfortunately, um, this is just a product of, of the way the market is. Um, so we're going to see some uh, some really big shifts happening here. We, we are still very much in a seller's market. Um, but if we start to see those month supply of inventory numbers, if, if it exceeds five, um, we could very quickly find the market uh, flipping to something that is more of a flat market. If it exceeds six, then we're into buyer's market range. I don't anticipate that just yet. Um, we need to see a lot more happen on the we, we need to see what happens on the the meta economic landscape and I've talked about that in the past um, right now demand in the Greenville area is still very strong um, in fact um, I compared some of these numbers to some of the national numbers and again these numbers are way more stable in Greenville than they are on the national landscape the national landscape um, you look at case Schiller and s- some of the numbers that that um, that they have the decrease the home values are going down in in on average in the country on a non-seasonal basis okay we need to we need to be honest about that because that can ultimately impact us home prices in the US are going down they are depreciating the past few months um because that uh, there are some charts that that take the seasonality out of it um but in terms of the Greenville market, Greenville is more resilient. We're not seeing that happening, not yet at least. Um, and so we will uh, we'll keep track of that. But I appreciate you guys listening with me, with my new microphone. Let me know how that sounded. And uh, as always, if you need to reach out to me, all my contact information is in the show notes. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show. Have yourself a great rest of the week, and we'll talk again next time. 